Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Dream to Destination podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I am so glad to be speaking with you today. Um, and yeah, I hope every I hope all is well. I wish I could ask like, how are you, and then hear the responses. So since I can't, I'm going to assume that you are doing amazingly wonderful. And today is a is a really beautiful day for you. So. Uh, today we are going to be talking about Tulum, Mexico, and it is probably the biggest, uh, destination. I want to say biggest, but I guess it really depends on the demographic. I think some of the, uh, the all-inclusive style travelers, which like, I really don't know any of those people, but I know they're out there. (laughs) I do have a little niece and nephew, but I have no kids of my own. So I'm not really networked in the kids world and, you know, I guess there's the whole demographic, like <clears throat> travelers with kids or just like comfort travelers. And, and so their biggest destination is probably Cancun over Tulum or even um, like Cabo San Lucas on the west, uh, the west coast of Mexico in, in Baja California. But I want to call Tulum one of the biggest travel destinations in Mexico. For me, it feels like the biggest because I live in the Yucatan Peninsula a couple hours from Tulum. And it's the place everybody wants to go. So I never don't get requests for more Tulum content. And I just finished up a really, really epic um, Tulum travel guide for first time visitors in Tulum. And that's what this episode is going to be based on that, that, uh, excuse me, that blog post. So if you head to the show notes, you will find the link to that entire blog, which we cannot go over the whole thing in a podcast because it would be, it would kind of feel like homework. (laughs) There's a lot, it's a, it's a lot of practical information for getting to Tulum and then what to do in Tulum and what to bring for Tulum and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, this episode is going to be all about Tulum travel planning, especially for first timers. If you've never been, you're going to really be a Tulum pro by the end of this, I did live there for about, um, I was there sort of between Playa del Carmen and Tulum for, I want to say about three months in total back in 2018, in the summer of 2018. And, you know, Tulum has the better nature and, uh, I, I sort of preferred Tulum to Playa del Carmen, at least at the time. I mean, that was a couple years back now. So things maybe have changed or maybe I've changed. But, um, you know, I think Tulum was a little bit less crowded, even just back a couple years ago. I don't know about now. I haven't actually been been there since 2018. But, you know, I lived there for, I feel like I lived there for enough time to really get to know the town and be able to provide a really good guide for, for, for first-time visitors. So let's take a quick break and we'll come right back and we're going to get into all things Tulum travel. Real quick, uh, this isn't going to be a long section, but I wanted to talk about Tulum travel during COVID. Uh, I am actually recording this on April 1st, and I guess it is April Fool's Day. This is not an April Fool's joke. Um, This is all legit info. (laughs) So um, by the time it's released, maybe a month later because I have some episodes um, scheduled for to come out before this, but you know, Obviously, this situation uh, can change a little bit, but this has pretty much been the situation in Tulum as far as the COVID stuff since really, 
like back when really we locked down, which was March 2020. So 13 months ago now, maybe 12 and a half months ago. Um, so, you know, yeah, this could change at any time, but for now and for quite a while, this is how it's been. So Mexico really never shut down, so to speak, um, not the way any other, not the way some other countries did with like completely shutting off the border. So in a sense, Mexico's never really been shut down and it's still totally open. You can travel here to Tulum and to anywhere in Mexico, really, um, but again, like I mentioned, there's been measures in place since March 2020, like mandatory masks indoors and outdoors. So even walking around, you're going to have to to have a mask on. I believe in Tulum, you know, you don't have to have them in a beach or if you're swimming. I mean, obviously, there's there would be no point to that. But, you know, um, everywhere else, like even just walking the town, you are legally required to wear a mask. Um, enforcement and legality are two different things. But legally, yeah, you sh- you are supposed to have a mask on at all times, anywhere except in your home. <laughs> While eating, you can take it off. Drinking, you can take it off. Um, and I guess for Tulum specific and for places with beaches, you don't have to wear them at the beach and when you're swimming. So when you go in places, they're going to do temperature checks. They're going to give you hand sanitizer. Some places are going to have capacity restrictions. So I always tell people if there's somewhere you must go, if there's your must-see list, do those early in the morning because, you know, just, you know, you want to get everything done that you want to get done and see everything you want to see. So make sure you do those first, you know, before any capacity restriction might might become enforced, you know. And also, you know, things are fun when they first open. You, you end up kind of having some places all to yourself, which is cool, especially if you're into Tulum photos, which like I think most people go, who go to Tulum are, are looking to catch some of those photos they've seen of Tulum on Insta. So, yeah. As I mentioned, no real necessarily travel restrictions per se. There's no quarantine period when you travel to Mexico. So, you know, for people in the U.S. dying to scratch that wanderlust itch, you know, in just a handful of countries that are allowing that type of entry, obviously Mexico and Tulum become a lot, lot more attractive in that sense. So as of January 26th, 2021, you are now required to have a negative COVID test results to return to the U.S. And the results must be dated within three days or 72 hours of your flight. As of now, again, this could change at any time. But as of now, you only need the antigen test, which is the quick, the rapid test, I think it's also called, or the NAAT test. Anyway, it's usually the cheapest test out of the places you know, when you go to a testing center uh, in Tulum, you can get rapid COVID testing at a number of places. There are places linked in the blog, which is linked in the show notes under a big section called where can I get rapid COVID testing in Tulum with a lot of options. And um, so, yeah, you're not going to barely, it's not going to be a problem to get the test. Uh, there's even some terminals in the Cancun International Airport, which is the airport you'll use for Tulum, that do rapid testing. But, you know, waiting to the last minute is always a risk, especially when you're dealing with an airport. So you might want to not put that pressure on yourself. Um, but, yeah, figure do plan to spend another 25 to 45 U.S. dollars on a test. So is it safe to travel to Tulum, Mexico right now, given that there is – still, you know, a pandemic going on. Um, 
hopefully we're in the tail end of it, but you know, who knows? <laughs> so the answer to, is it safe to travel to Tulum and Mexico right now? It, it really depends on who you ask. Um, the World Travel and Tourism Council, their global safety program, which is called Safe Travels, has certified all of Mexico's top travel destinations, uh, including Playa del Carmen, Cancun, Puerto Vallarta, Tulum. Uh, they qualify them as safe to travel. So to qualify for that program, and of which Mexico was approved, countries have to follow really rigorous cleaning and hygiene protocols. And I guess the World Travel and Tourism Council decided that the measures Mexico was taking um, were sufficient. But the U.S. State Department is saying um, to reconsider Mexico travel for now. Um, you know, it's not a, a mandatory, it's a suggestion. And, you know, that whether you do or not is, is up to you. I'm just saying really that legally you can travel. And if you do, I hope you'll follow all the, the safety measures, which are really actually minimal. Um, and we kind of just, I kind of just outlined them all for you now. So that's the, uh, the Tulum specific um, COVID information. Uh, and I can't wait to not talk about COVID anymore. But okay, that aside, that's what you need to know about right now travel and let's take a quick break and talk about what it's like forever when COVID is finally done. Welcome back to an episode all about Tulum travel, which is actually based off of my guide to Tulum first timer travel. And it is linked in the show notes. And it's going to be a lot more detailed and thorough with links out to, to even additional uh, information and sources. And, you know, just stuff you, it's kind of not possible to, to really cover in a podcast. So for first time to Loom Travelers, I made what I hope is the ultimate guide, what I believe is the ultimate guide. Uh, so let's start with the big question, the number one question. I've been uh, blogging about Mexico for just a little over a year now. And I would say this is like 80% of the first at, at hello, right off the bat question. Is Tulum safe or some form of is Mexico safe? Is, insert place I'm going to, in safe. So since we're talking about Tulum, is Tulum safe is uh, is the topic of, of this little piece of uh, the piece of the podcast. So the short answer is yes, Tulum is safe. Aside from really hurricanes, drinking too much, sunburns, petty crime. I mean, if you leave your phone sitting at a bar um, and you walk away for six hours, <laughs> if you walk away for one hour, you know, your phone's probably going to get taken those kind of things. Um, you know, I don't know. I hate to say that that's probably would happen anywhere on earth. And I hate to call any crime petty because if you're the victim, it's not super petty to you. But, uh, you know, legally, I guess they're called petty crimes. So aside from hurricanes during hurricane season, which is June 1st to November 1st, uh, drinking too much, sunburns and petty crime. Yes. Tulum is safe for solo travel. It's safe for group travel. Um, popular with backpackers, popular with the very wealthy or high-end traveler. Like every, and you know, Tulum is really a place you can, anyone can kind of find their niche. That's what I think. So the longer answer to is Tulum safe is tricky um, because people want like a definitively, definitive, definitive answer. And that doesn't exist. 
you know, safety, the thing with safety, it's a feeling, it's not a fact. So if you surveyed 50 people that wanted to loom, the 40 people, 45 people that had no incident happen to them are going to say, hell yes, Tulum is super safe. Nothing happened to me. The five people, you know, and those numbers are made up, but the five people that something happened to, they're going to say, no, Tulum wasn't safe. So, you know, you can have statistics and expert opinions and firsthand accounts all day long, but the reality is it's safe for you if nothing, quote unquote, bad happens to you. So it's, it's hard for me to ever answer the is Mexico safe question, but by and large, the biggest legal uh, industry in Mexico is tourism. So anywhere you've heard of, anywhere you know by name in Mexico that relies so heavily on tourism, you know, Tulum is very much included on this. All of those kinds of places, there are measures in place to keep it as safe as possible so tourists keep returning. So anywhere you've heard of is likely safe for you to go in Mexico. There are places in Mexico that are not safe, but again, you've pro- you're probably not intending to travel to those places like Tamaulipas state. <laughs> you've probably never even heard of that. So again, you know when when Mexico gets called unsafe, it's places like really that no one was going to go to in the first place as a tourist. Um, you know, it's a it's a gray area because those places are not safe for the people that live there. But as a podcast focusing on, you know, traveling to Mexico for a tourist, for a visitor, yes, Mexico for me has been super safe, has been safe for pretty much everyone I've known. If something bad happens to you, you're going to go on to say that it wasn't safe. And for you, it wasn't. So that experience is true. But you know, this has been the, the tricky thing for me navigating the, uh, the the topic of safety in Mexico. And as many times as I've talked about it, I'm happy to keep talking about it because I think we all need to be more focused on our own personal safety. So yeah, <laughs> the safety question, it's, a, it's always a longer answer and there's really no answer. So what I can say is as someone who's been living in and traveling alone for the most part in Mexico for a couple years now, three years, um, you know, I know my opinion may be skewed. So I, I did make a blog. Uh, I reached out to 20 other solo female travelers to write about 20 destinations that they've been to, you know, that have been safe for them and Tulum is included. That blog is called Solo Travel in Mexico, 20 Destinations You Need to Visit. And if you just went to my website, travelmexicosolo.com, and you did a search for solo travel blogs, at the bottom of the site, there's a search bar. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of of solo travel blogs about a lot of them focus on safety, of course. And I'm trying to work on more content about Mexico solo travel specifically. But for now, I do have a blog and it has 20 separate destinations recommended by solo female travelers. So, you know, of course, though Tulum is considered safe, you still want to follow the same travel safety measures that you would anywhere else on Earth, because Again, safety is your experience. I can't tell you really if you'll be safe. I can tell you by and large, Tulum feels pretty safe. I felt safe there, nothing happened to me there, but that doesn't mean that's gonna be your experience. You know, you need to keep safety front of mind. You need to do things like not leave your drink unattended with a stranger, not let a stranger buy you a drink. Um, 
you know, use a crossbody bag instead of a shoulder bag because a shoulder bag is easy for someone to snatch and grab and run. And a shoulder bag isn't, it has to like physically come off of your whole body. So lots of tips like that in, um, in the blog linked in the show notes for the ultimate uh, Tulum travel guide for first timers. So that is the big one for Tulum. We're going to take a short break and go through uh, a Tulum FAQ. This is, these are the questions I get most, most, most asked about Tulum specifically. So please meet me right back here in just a few seconds. Welcome back. So this one has been a big one lately that I keep seeing come up and it's, is Tulum expensive? (laughs) And much like safety, there's not a definitive answer on this because it really, I guess that would depend on your budget and what you consider expensive. So what I can say is that by Mexican standards, yes, Tulum is quite expensive. Um, you can go to so many other beach towns in Mexico for a fraction of the cost of going to Tulum. But I guess Tulum, you know, maybe you can compare it to like seeing Paris or something. You know, I know those are two different things, but for uh, Mexico, you know, it's kind of like if you go to Paris, Paris is 10 times as expensive as much of the rest of France. So, you know, Tulum is like that. It has the big name. It has the big draw. It has, you know, it's insta-famous. People want to go and supply and demand. If you've ever heard of that concept, it's uh, that things cost as much as people will pay for them, basically. Um, You know, and the demand for Tulum is high. And for Mexican standards, yes, it is actually quite expensive. But, you know, Tulum travel on a budget is 100% doable. I actually have a podcast episode, um, which I think it's just called Tulum, uh, Tulum travel on a budget or something like that. I also have a blog about Tulum on a budget travel. It is 100% doable. So I my answer to is Tulum expensive is usually Tulum is as expensive as you make it. Uh, but it does have everything, you know, it has stuff for all budgets. Like I mentioned, Tulum on a budget is totally doable. There's some great hostels, you know, for $20 a night. And there's also like, you know, (laughs) up to, I don't even know how high the prices go for, for villas, private villas on the beach. Now, I mean, you can pay even for a a one bedroom, you can pay like 5,000 a night at some of the places. So Tulum is as expensive as you make it, you know, and there's 20 a night, there's 5,000 a night, and there's everything in between. So there's room for everyone there. Uh, You know, similarly to that, there's like very high-end restaurants. Um, Tulum's big with foodies, Um, but there's also 50 cent street tacos. Uh, So, you know, you kind of like, again, you kind of like pick and choose your battle. And as far as money conversion, the dollar and the euro are way stronger than the peso. So you can, you know, of course these prices will fluctuate, but you can usually, you can usually factor about 20 euros, excuse me, 20 pesos for one euro, $18 to one peso. Did that make sense? So if you're changing one euro, you're getting 20 pesos. If you're changing $1, you're getting 18 pesos. And those are 
you know, the, those prices will vary. But that's what it's been for about the last three years I've been in Mexico. So again, that could change at literally any second. But for now, that's what I can say it has been. Um, what you can do, you know, I have the whole blog with 10 tips on uh, Tulum on a budget travel. But a big thing you can do is make sure that you have a and see which ATM fee is the lowest for you. See how to finagle ATM fees because Tulum is largely a cash only town. So you're going to be, you know, either try to minimize the number of times you use an ATM or see which ATMs your bank partners with in Mexico, if any at all, you know, and, you know, just keep, bear in mind ATM fees because that's a big thing in Tulum because it's mostly a cash only town. So yeah, check out my blog, Tulum on a budget. I have even episode 32 of the podcast, which is called 10 tips for Tulum, Mexico travel on a budget. So lots of Tulum budgeting content that I've personally produced, but it's definitely possible. But to answer is Tulum expensive by Mexican standards? Yes. But also Tulum is as expensive as you make it. So do I need to speak Spanish to visit Tulum? Um, Tulum, I would say, and a lot of Mexico, even, yeah, I want to say most of Mexico, it's like 50-50 at places that cater to Americans and even Europeans. You know, English is becoming the, the world's language for better or worse. At those kinds of places, you know, service staff will speak English. They're not going to hire someone really who doesn't, especially someone who interacts with with the public. Um, so in Tulum, at the more upscale places, uh, especially like along Tulum Beach, which is the most touristic part of town, yes, you're going to find a lot of English spoken. But in Tulum Town, which is downtown Tulum, where more locals live, um, you're going to find a lot less English spoken. So I really say it's 50-50. Tulum, it, there's no Uber in Tulum, so you're going to get around by taxi if you're not renting a car or biking around. So, like, no, pretty much no taxi driver is going to speak English. Like, no one you're buying street tacos from is going to speak English. Stuff like that. If you're doing tours, yes, they're going to speak English. If you're going to a high-end restaurant on the beach, yes, English. So it's it's 50-50, but either way, you should definitely brush up on your what I call basic Spanish. And if you head to the blog linked in the show notes, I have a uh, an infographic, which you can pin to your Pinterest, which you can save as an image on your phone. And it has what I consider like the 30 or so words and phrases that you really need to know. And I recommend saving that as an image to your phone so you can access it even if you're off Wi-Fi. And if you don't do that, you know, just make yourself a note in your phone. It doesn't have to be fancy. Use the notes app. And, you know, you'll have access to that even off Wi-Fi. So you'll have, you know, it's essentially having a Spanish phrase book in your pocket, but on your phone. So do I need a, a visa for Tulum and for Mexico? And the answer is no. U.S. passport holders do not need a visa to travel to Mexico. In fact, um, passport holders from most countries, I think it's half the countries in the world, don't need a visa to travel to Mexico. What does happen is when you come through the immigration line, we're going to assume since you're coming to Tulum that you're flying through the airport. When you come through immigration at the Cancun airport, which is the closest airport to Tulum, they are going to hand you 
a small piece of paper that is called an FMM tourist card. It is your essentially your your visa. Um, it, it's what allows you to stay in the country. And you pretty much 99% of the time, you're going to get it for the full amount, which is 180 days or six months. So everyone coming into Mexico is allowed to legally stay here for six months. But since you might not be, since you're probably traveling to Tulum um, on a vacation, um, you are going to have to give that card. I use the, I have, I'm doing air quotes around card because it's actually just a small piece of paper, though they call it a tourist card. It's really a small piece of paper, but you are going to have to give that back at the airport when you go back through immigration to get on the plane to go back to the US or Europe, wherever you're headed back to. Um, so don't lose your FMM. If you do lose it, there's a fee of about 600 pesos to replace it, which is 30 US. Um, you have to get to the airport early, fill out some paperwork, wait in some lines. It takes about an extra hour. Uh, so, you know, the bottom line is don't lose your FMM. It is, again, a small piece of paper. So it's, I mean, it's not a tiny piece of paper, but just, you know, you, you to put it somewhere, you're not going to lose it, not going to forget about it, not going to misplace it. The next question is, what's the best time to visit Tulum? And weather-wise, really fall, winter is the best time to visit Tulum. I mean, it's technically the busy season because you have the nicest weather. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, escape from cold places to warm places in the winter, of which Tulum is obviously one of those. So it's located in the tropics in the Yucatan Peninsula, and the climate is definitely tropical. So if you know anything about tropical climates, it's hot year round. It's less hot in the winter, but figure for you know, spring, um, spring, summer, you're looking at like 85, 95 and really humid um, during the day and maybe five degrees cooler at night. And then in the fall, winter, you're looking at like 80 degrees during the day and, you know, 75 at night, something like that. Um, also in the summers, it's rainy and it's humid the mosquitoes are out in full force. Uh, so yeah, if you can, I would really, you know, say to try to go from October really through March. If you want to be, uh, if you want to stretch it to April, that's cool. But yeah, the rains will usually start again, definitely April, May, and they will go to September, October. Uh, so, but of course, you know, being the tropics, rainstorms pass pretty quickly, but you can expect like daily afternoon rains. I've pretty much been living in the tropics my whole life. I'm from South Florida and now I live in the Yucatan Peninsula. So, you know, just is what it is. It rains for like an hour in usually midday and then it, it stops. So if that bothers you, wait until, you know, the fall winter, which is the high season, but you know, it is what it is. You're either paying extra to go at a time when there's nice weather or you're sacrificing maybe some of your outdoor time to a rainstorm. So, you know, you pick whatever helps your life better. What do I pack for Tulum? So I actually have a really detailed Mexico packing guide. Um, but as you can tell by what I just said about Tulum weather, it's hot. It's really hot. And 
don't let the numbers on weather averages fool you because it can feel 10 degrees hotter because of the humidity. So while I'm saying it's 85 during the day, that's like they, it can't, temperature can't read humidity. So the temperature is one thing and then the humidity index is another thing. So it could be 85 on paper, but feel like 95. It happens all the time. So, you know, don't forget things like your, like a reusable water bottle that's going to keep you hydrated. Um, bugs, I mentioned, are an issue. Don't forget your your bug spray. I recommend eco-friendly bug spray, of course, but I know a lot of people who say that that just like doesn't work and you need the DEET. So I'm going to leave that in your hands to make that decision. Um, reef safe sunscreen. So you're practicing responsible tourism in Mexico. Uh, if you're planning to drink a lot, anti-hangover meds, and all these things are linked out in my blog, which is linked in the show notes. So I, and also just an entire blog that I have about packing for Mexico. And I have a free um, printable packing list for Mexico that you can download with a whole, I think it's 10 pages of, <laughs> of checklist, but it's divided by Mexico, packing for Mexico's cities and packing for Mexico's beaches. So a whole very comprehensive Mexico packing guide. So what do you wear in Tulum? As far as how to dress in Tulum, I mean, I, I want to say anything goes. You can dress as casual or as extra as you want. Um, if you head to my blog, uh, link to the show notes, there's a bunch of Tulum outfit inspo photos of, of what I call, what I'll consider the Tulum style. Um, but in general, for Tulum outfits, think flowy, tropical, breathable, cotton, light colors, um, bonus for anything, <laughs> bonus points for anything that does not show sweat because it is hot. But besides your summer wear, you know, you might want a light cardigan at night, maybe some comfy sweats to sleep in. But Tulum is really a place about like, you know, sundresses, sun hats, bathing suits, sunglasses, anything with sun in the name is, uh, will work for Tulum. But yeah, you know, as a very Instagrammable town, uh, you know, you kind of do see it all as far as uh, what people are wearing. It's, it's a bit of a fashion show and you can participate or you can not participate. So that those are the, basically the Tulum FAQs that I get all the time. So let's get take a quick break and come back and talk about some more of, of the things, the logistical things you know, you need to know to um, travel to Tulum. Welcome back to this last section, which is kind of like the logistical stuff of, uh, of Tulum travel. Like, where is Tulum? How do I get to Tulum? Uh, where do I stay in Tulum? Do I need a car in Tulum? Is there Uber in Tulum? So we're going to get through all of those questions, and um, that will wrap up this podcast. But as mentioned a few times, now head to the blog, which is linked in the show notes, because this content just continues right on into like all of the best things to do in Tulum, um, like what are the best beach clubs in Tulum, what are the cenotes that you must see and must swim in, when you visit Tulum, uh, the best Mayan ruins, the best restaurants, the Tulum Instagram spots, some tours that you want to look into, and all the other stuff for Tulum first-time travel 
that you'll want to know is going to be in the blog linked in the show notes. So let's get into the logistics of Tulum travel, starting with where is Tulum? And Tulum is located in Quintana Roo, R-O-O, state in the Yucatan Peninsula in southeastern Mexico. So Mexico is more or less a C-shape. It's kind of a C-shape that's, you know, rotated about 45 degrees to the left. So it's like kind of a C, letter C laying down, Uh, something between a C and a U. So if you're drawing a C, the end point of the C where you'd pick up your pen from the paper, that is the Yucatan Peninsula. That is southeastern Mexico. So as the name says, it is a peninsula. The water is on three sides. To the north is the Gulf of Mexico. To the east and the south is the Caribbean or Caribbean, depending how you say it, the Caribbean Sea. So this part of Mexico is often referred to as the Mexican Caribbean for very obvious reasons. Quintana Roo State is basically like a rectangular, a thin rectangular shaped state. So It kind of encompasses the entire Caribbean or Caribbean side of Mexico. So all of Quintana Roo State takes up pretty much all of the coastal real estate of uh, this part of Mexico. So Tulum is about 75 miles or an hour and a half drive south of Cancun. It is about 40 miles and 45 minutes south of Playa del Carmen and the Riviera Maya. So... How do you get to Tulum now that you know where it is? Well, there is no airport in the city of Tulum, so you would fly into Cancun International Airport. It's located about 75 miles away, an hour and a half by car, two hours by bus, so not too bad. So um, from Cancun International Airport, which is super easy to get to from pretty much all major US cities, there should be direct flights If not, I would imagine you might connect through maybe even somewhere like Atlanta in the U.S. or Mexico City. Um, But actually, it's relatively cheap to fly to Cancun from the U.S., especially if you're like, you know, in Texas, Florida, maybe Atlanta, New York City, um, North Carolina, all of those places. You can find flights round trip most times of the year for 125 to 200 max. So um, it's not so bad to have to use the Cancun airport. It's a major hub airport, making things convenient and often somewhat inexpensive. So once you get to Cancun airport, then how do you get to Tulum? Well, you basically have three options or so. And those options are to rent a car and drive, to book a private or a shared shuttle service, or to take the ADO, A-D-O, bus. So we're going to get into um, to all of them, starting with renting a car. So right off the bat, if you're really just staying in Tulum, like if this is just going to be a beach vacation, eat a ceviche, drink some margaritas, lay on a beach, be just in Tulum itself, you don't want to rent a car. Don't even bother renting a car. Look at one of the other options of taking the the ADO bus, ADO, or taking the shuttle. So um, renting a car. If you are renting a car, 
to do Tulum day trips and explore the surrounding areas of Tulum, yes, renting a car is your is your best friend. And the best place to do so is going to be at the Cancun airport because, again, this is a major airport. Uh, there's going to be a lot of car rental agencies and options for you. If you're someone who price compares, you know, this is going to be your best bet of a place to do it. Plus, as mentioned, you also have to get to Tulum. So you might as well get there in your own rental car instead of getting to Tulum and then trying to rent a car there where your options are going to be a lot more limited, maybe even a little more pricey. And, you know, then you actually, you know, you have to pay the extra cost of the transport to Tulum. So if, if you want a car, definitely get it in Cancun Airport. And then the drive, as mentioned, is about an hour and a half. It is a pretty much a straight shot down Highway 307. And it's a paved road. It's a one lane highway in most uh parts of this road but uh you know the road's really nice your signal on your phone might go in and out so make sure you know you have a you have an offline map downloaded but really you just literally get on this one highway from cancun airport and you drive it until you're in tulum super simple so for those who are not renting a car there are other options for you that make more sense and they are taking the airport shuttle, a sh there are shared shuttles and there are private shuttles and the ADO, ADO bus. So let's um, just kind of quickly on the shuttle, if you head to the blog, my blog based, which is what this podcast is based off of, which is linked in the show notes, there are options for Cancun uh, shared shuttles, private shuttles. And, um, you know, if you're traveling solo, the private shuttle is great. You're going to, excuse me, the shared shuttle is great. You're going to be sharing it with other travelers. It's a great way to meet other people. You're obviously all headed to Tulum because you're on the Tulum shuttle. So you have an hour and a half just to like maybe chit chat and make some friends. If you're looking to make friends while traveling to Tulum, this is a great place. Um, if you're traveling in a big group, the Private shuttle, you know, if you guys are all splitting the cost, uh, ends up being just as economical as the bus. So, you know, it might be worth doing a little tiny bit of, of price comparisons. And the bus, I mean, prices will vary, of course, but figure about $15 for a one-way ticket. So if the, sh the private shuttle ends up being, you know, 20 bucks a person, it's a lot nicer to just have a private shuttle with your group for a couple dollars each more. So the last option is the bus that I mentioned a couple times. And ADO, ADO, <laughs> ADO is like how it, it would be pronounced all over Mexico. So you won't hear anyone say ADO, they will say ADO. So the ADO bus is Mexico's largest bus company. You can literally travel the entire country on the ADO bus if you wanted to, but it's just also a really great way to get around. Uh, I, I sometimes like slightly hesitate when I recommend taking a bus to Americans because, you know, for us, the bus is kind of like a little maybe creepy and a little like you don't really you're not excited for the bus too much. But in Mexico, it's totally different. The buses are really nice. Um Areo's buses are, they're kind of like a tour bus, like a big, big bus. 
There are recliner seats, you know, with a footrest. There's air conditioning. Actually, the buses are kind of cold usually. Uh, there's a bathroom on board. There are outlets at each seat, so you can plug in your gadgets. There are TVs playing movies. They will mostly be in Spanish, so if that you know that might not apply to you. But um, yeah, the buses are super great. Um, I don't have a car in Mexico. I love not having a car, and I take buses everywhere. Um, I can't recommend them enough. But again, like depending on how you're traveling to Tulum, if you're going to be doing a lot of Tulum day trips, the rental car is the way to go. If you're going to be just staying in Tulum, bus or shuttle, depending on what makes more sense to you and your group or you as a solo traveler. So that is, uh, that is the gist of Tulum to Cancun, excuse me, Cancun Airport to Tulum. So if you're wondering, why can't I just take an Uber? It's an hour and a half drive. Uber will take me. Well, Uber is actually not legal anywhere in Quintana Roo State, the whole state. So not in Cancun, not in Tulum. It's not even one of those situations where it's it's not necessarily legal, but they'll pick you up at the airport anyway. No, there's just no Uber simply in this entire state. So there are plenty of taxis, um, but do keep in mind that in Mexico you negotiate and agree on a fare before you get in a taxi because otherwise they're going to charge you whatever they're going to charge you. There's no meters. So, you know, it's a set price when you're getting in. They'll tell you how much it is. You say yes or no. Or you're like offer a little less. They say yes or no. So um, if you are taking the bus to Tulum, it's going to drop you off at the main bus terminal in downtown Tulum. And then you just walk right outside and grab a taxi. They're there all day, all the time. Of course, that's the main place people need taxis. So never a shortage. There's just really never a shortage anywhere. There are, you know, it's very easy to hail a cab in, um, in Cancun or in Tulum. So where should you stay in Tulum? Tulum is a pretty small town. It's really like it's about five miles, probably like end to end. And it's kind of divided into three sections. Downtown Tulum, which you'll also see called Tulum Town or Tulum Pueblo. And then Tulum Beach on the opposite end of town. And then right in the middle is an area called Aldea Zama. A-L-D-E-A. Another word, Z-A-M-A. <clears throat> so... Tulum's pretty easy to navigate. There's basically one road that goes through downtown. There's one road that goes from downtown to the beach. And there's one road that goes down the beach. So sticking to the main roads of Tulum, you will never be lost. It's pretty, pretty hard to get lost in Tulum. So within Tulum town or downtown, there's uh, a couple areas that have been sprouting up lately. You know, Tulum's a very newer town, up and coming. There's a lot of new construction. So now a lot of the areas are being built out and they have, um, you know, their own little names and personalities. La Veleta is one of them, Villas Tulum, um, Colonia Huracanes, which means hurricane colony. Uh, Colonia doesn't really translate to English, but it kind of just basically means neighborhood. So in Mexico, a lot of the towns have colonias, which is kind of like the neighborhood. So there's three neighborhoods within downtown. And then as you're leaving downtown, heading to the beach, you're going to pass Aldea Zama, which is a very big 
new construction. You know, these are all like kind of like modern eco design kind of apartments. There's a lot of people who own um, like investment properties in there that they rent out a lot of Airbnbs in that part of town. Um, as mentioned, these are newer construction homes. And this area is where a lot of people actually do live who have moved to Tulum. So there's a lot of really great amenities here that you won't find in downtown or maybe even on the beach. So, you know, if you need really good Wi-Fi, like Aldea Zama is a great place to look for an Airbnb. So continuing past Aldea Zama, you're going to be on famous Tulum Beach. Uh, this is this is definitely the Tulum you've seen in all the Instagram photos. If you've uh, if your interest in Tulum was sparked on Instagram, it's likely from a photo that was taken on Tulum Beach. Uh, these are where all the really cool like eco hotels are, very photogenic beach resorts and beach clubs. Um, you know, if it is your dream to stay in a Tulum Beach resort, just go for it. But do know they are quite expensive. Um, and also, there's really interesting. <laughs> I want to, I'll call them interesting to be nice, uh, maybe even annoying kind of cons to staying on the beach that uh, for me, I never recommend anyone staying on the beach, except unless it's your dream. If it is, just go for it. But there's things like electricity restrictions that no one is really expecting. So Tulum Beach Hotels in an event to lower, in an uh, effort to lower their carbon footprint, they usually only offer things like AC and electricity in the rooms from sundown to sun up. So meaning they're going to, you're not going to be able to turn the lights on or the air condition usually during the day. I guess the assumption is that people aren't staying in their rooms during the day, but if you do want to, to escape some of the Tulum heat, you might not have access to air conditioning and then they will turn it back on at night. So, you know, you can sleep comfortably. Some resorts will even do the opposite where they don't turn it on at night because they just assume you're staying on the beach. You're going to have the windows open. You're going to have the, you know, the Caribbean sea breeze. So it depends, but pretty much all hotels, regardless of how much you're paying to stay in them, will have electricity restrictions. So make sure you check on that. Also, the Wi-Fi is frankly not great in all of Tulum, but it's really, really bad on the beach. So, you know, just because you're paying 2000 a night for your bungalow, don't expect the amenities you're probably assuming come along with a $2,000 a night room because you just, they just don't exist there. So I really found that more people were turned, ended up being turned off by their Tulum resort experience. So for me, I never recommend it. Um, all day Azama, you can stay in a nice place where they, you know, you can have air conditioning during the day and the night if you so choose. Uh, the Wi-Fi is usually better. This is much more of a residential area. And it's only like five minutes from the beach. And it's, you know, to, downtown Tulum is on one side, the beach is on one side, and all day Azama is in the middle. So it's where I recommend, um, it's where I re end up recommending. But again, if you are dying to stay at a Tulum beach resort, you should just go for it because it's a, it's a really cool area. It's super walkable. You just walk up and down the beach and have everything you need. Uh, you know, waking up and stepping outside of your room onto the beach, of course, is like one of those 
perks uh, to the beach. So, you know, it just depends what's, what your needs and wants are for your Tulum trip. So that's pretty much uh, everything you need to know for first-time travel to Tulum. Again, head to the blog linked in the show notes. And this blog, um, it just it really gets into like the things you want to do when you get there. A lot of uh, it links out to a couple other blogs I have on um, the best Tulum Airbnbs, beach houses, glamping in Tulum, which is glamorous camping if you've never heard of it. Um, so yeah, a lot of other Tulum content linked out in this blog. So definitely head to the show notes and, uh, and check out the blog. So I hope this was informative for you. I hope you feel confident about your Tulum trip. I hope you enjoy your Tulum trip and I hope you tune in to this podcast next week where we talk about Mexico travel, solo travel, and occasionally solo travel in Mexico. So until then... Nos vemos, chicas. That means see you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of the Dream to Destination podcast. I hope you continue tuning in as I release new episodes each Monday. If you prefer to be notified when they come out, just head to your podcast provider of choice and hit that subscribe button. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please also consider leaving a written review and a star rating. These two things help push us up in the algorithm so that other travelers can find us. Speaking of other travelers, if you know anyone who would love this podcast, please also share it with them. And then let's all be friends over on the socials. I'm on Insta, Facebook, and Pinterest at Travel Mexico Solo and on Twitter at Travel Mex Solo. Thanks again for tuning in, and I really hope this will not be our last conversation.